You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Happy Wednesday, everybody. New segment. We're doing stock up, stock downs all season on Wednesdays, and as would be the case with week one, it's a new year. Uh, a lot of big thoughts, I think, Matt, for you and I with our, our stock up and stock down. So we'll, we'll bounce these back and forth and nominate players and coaches like everybody's wide open for what we think is stock up and stock down in the early going of 2020. I like it. Uh, it'll be a fun segment. We can kind of make it a rapid fire back and forth. And, um, you know, we'll go around the league here to start things off, though, right? A couple little bit of news and nuggets, right? Yeah, yeah there's a lot of news. There's some trade rumors out there. Uh, first, I want to let people know about NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. See all the action from every game with full game replays. You can also replay an entire game and catch everything in just 45 minutes with condensed games. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Brian Peacock here alongside the scout, Matt Williamson, at BD Peacock on Twitter, at Williamson NFL. Let's start with the wide receiver news, and it's more the same with Odell Beckham. And now there is some reports out there that uh, he is being shopped by the Cleveland Browns. And then another somewhat contradicting report, not that they're not willing to trade him, but that they're not necessarily shopping him, but that, and this one from Benjamin Albright, but they're accepting calls but, I mean, they, they don't necessarily want to sell low, which this would be an all-time low. And if you're a buyer, maybe this is the time to buy on Odell because he doesn't have any guaranteed money left. And for the team buying, you can get him at a discount price right now, I would assume. And long-term, contract-wise, you could cut bait at the end of the season as long as it's not too much that you spend in a draft pick to get him. Yeah, this is a, a, a sticky one because I could certainly see Odell getting very frustrated on the sidelines of Cleveland and Mayfield struggling. I really think this Thursday night game is a critical crossroads type game for Mayfield and this offense and young co- coaching staff. And I don't know if it's going to go well or not, but if things start to get ugly there and he's actually healthy and running good routes and getting open and throwing his hands up when he doesn't get the ball or Mayfield doesn't see him. We know how that goes. And I do believe that the giants traded him originally more or less to get him out of the building, you know, to prepare for a young quarterback to come in. We don't need that distraction. We don't need that big personality that, you know, that diva that he brings. So if I'm interested in him, I better have the right building, but you're right. I mean, the, the a terrible investment, which is there's been so many bad, ter- terrible investments by the Browns, but you know, you, you give up a lot for them. You're probably going to get a third or fourth. Doesn't that sound about right to you? And I'm yeah. just sitting here thinking Patriots. Right. And uh, there's, that's part of it because look, they should be asking for a first. They're not going to get a first. I don't think, but I mean, last year, a guy who just got picked up by the 49ers, Mohamed Sanu, was traded for a second-round pick. I mean, Odell, even with his problems, is more valuable than that, right? So yeah. I don't know where you can settle if you're the Browns and teams are going to be coming with, hey, if you'll take a third or fourth-round pick, let's go. Uh, the Browns, I don't think, can take that. They'll be asking for one. I'm not sure if they'll get it. So uh, I don't know, maybe a two in the end. I, it's really hard for me to figure out how, what that market is for Odell Beckham right now. Yeah, you have some good points there, especially this early in the season. You get him for 15 games. I mean, not that you're going to get him this week because he's going to play Thursday, but you would get him early. But, boy, isn't that giving up the ghost already if you're the Browns? You know, you have one other receiver of note 
in Landry. You have no depth there. It's not like you have a second-round pick in the waiting. And isn't that almost saying, like, we're, we're building for tomorrow already? Right, yeah. And it's that's why I think he won't move. At least he won't move yeah. yet unless things get to a really critical point where it's uh, addition by subtraction if he's out of the, the room. And maybe it's already to that point. Who knows? But maybe, um, maybe you revisit the trade deadline. You know? Right. Uh, and, and we'll see how things go. But, you know, he's not the new head coach, new GM. He's not their guy either that they brought in. True, so true. anytime you inherit somebody, I always think, yeah, you know what? I think a team might want to always bring in their guys, especially if there's a personality conflict and a huge personality like Odell Beckham. And then for a buying team, obviously, they have to sit back and think, OK, well, why do why does every team that Odell plays for want to get rid of him? And he's been injured a lot in his career, too. That's true. That's a big one, too. He's been injured quite a bit. A, a wide receiver that's been more consistent is Allen Robinson, even though he had his ACL injury. And I think maybe that's part of it with Allen Robinson. There were reports yesterday that he scrubbed all mentions of the Chicago Bears off of his social media accounts, which is always the first move for a player that wants out of a situation, which is hilarious. Um, Adam Schefter, though, reporting later that Allen Robinson has not officially requested a trade, but is unhappy about his contract. And remember, Allen Robinson tore his ACL in week one of his last contract year, and it may be a reason why he got a little bit less money this time around or a shorter contract because that was only in 2017. He might have gotten a longer deal, maybe a little bit more money per year last time. So you could see why he would think, yeah, you know what? I don't know. This is I don't want to get hurt in the middle of my contract year again. And he has to be frustrated. I mean, I, I think he's one of the most underrated players in all of football at any position, let alone wide receiver. I can make an argument that he's somewhere in that fifth to 10th best wide receiver in the league. And here's all you need to know. I mean, he goes from making Christian Hackenberg a big time, you know, uh, mm-hmm. prospect at, at Penn State to Bortles to Trubisky, and maybe they'll mix in some fulls. Like, I could see frustration with that pe- career path in terms of quarterbacks. Like, how about Russell Wilson sprinkled in? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Cam Newton would be nice. Right. I'm sure for Allen Robinson. Here's a here's a good stat from PFF. Since entering the league, Jimmy Garoppolo. Only hey, that would work too. Uh, only 62 <laughs> percent of Allen Robinson's targets have been deemed catchable in his career. That ranks 95th out of 100 qualifiers. And looks part of it That's like you you, he can't control that the Jaguars drafted him. Blake Bortles is his quarterback. He got to pick though the Chicago Bears, so that one's on him. Right, and and maybe there was some optimism. You didn't know exactly what you were getting at Trubisky back then yeah. and all those type of things. And uh, I can't remember. Was that the offseason? They actually signed Glennon and then drafted Trubisky. That I mean, was, right yeah, that 27. Yeah. No, 2018, Trubisky had already been drafted, so he had his rookie year already. Okay. But, <laughs> I mean, I'm being funny here. It, it, Chicago Bears quarterbacks aren't exactly uh, – historically the best or, you know, <laughs> most efficient group, you know, uh, I mean, it's maybe the worst franchise in the league in quarterback history. I know that Allen Robinson's not thinking about that. Right. It's obviously just funny to me. Yeah. And I wonder if it was just the most money at the time or if that's just where he wanted to right. go. But um, interesting. Coming off the ACL, uh, like you said, I some mean, maybe potential, not everyone was like, interested. Right. Yeah. And some potential movement there. Um, I could see both players get moving most likely they both stay put, I think, unless uh, there is, I mean, there's a lot of potential for both the Bears and the Browns to to not necessarily go completely in the tank because both teams, uh, they're not bottom feeders uh, roster-wise, but maybe week seven, you reevaluate and like, look, we've only won two games. 
let's let's get some draft picks and 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 do something else next year you know and, and we're not going to bring these guys back anyway so um yeah. we'll we'll monitor those things right now so there is definitely some smoke to both Allen robinson and odell beckham trade rumors nothing imminent right now uh some injury last, news oh, last note though yeah uh, i i know i don't think the salary cap applies in new orleans for whatever reason they just get whoever they want but <laughs> michael thomas gets banged up i know we're going to mention that yeah. they're the most aggressive team in the league i mean they're in it to win it. Could they call Cleveland or Chicago? I, I wouldn't put it past them. Mickey Loomis, I don't know right. how they're able to do that with the cap, and maybe they're going to have to take some medicine at some point and probably next year, but um, that's that's another team as well. The 49ers were a team that, you know, 49ers Twitter yeah. went crazy with those rumors yesterday, and at the end of the day, they signed Mohamed Sanu. So I think that's the move for now for the 49ers is they brought in Mohamed Sanu, who, by the way, was traded for a second rounder last year, and um, not a great trade for the New England oh, Patriots, but that. with Debo on IR, had a setback with his foot. Not sure when he's going to be back. The rookie Ayuk not playing week one. They're hoping to have him back. So some reinforcements there at wide receiver for the 49ers. And hey, they, they might not be done. Maybe if Debo's out for an extended period of time, they could still do one of those trades as well because they got to figure something out because another team that's in it to win it is the 49ers. Uh, but now they have to figure out something at cornerback, maybe, because... Just reported this morning, Richard Sherman now going on IR with an unspecified leg injury. Not the only cornerback hurt either. A.J. Bouye going on IR with his dislocated shoulder. So uh, some injuries mounting around the league. Yeah, Denver's getting hit hard. I mean, already lost Von Miller. Um, Cortland Sutton missed week one. They're coming to Pittsburgh this week. That's not easy. Your Niners are getting hit pretty hard, too, obviously. Sherman had a phenomenal year last year. Just real quick, what's your thoughts on Niner Corners not named Sherman? I mean, Emmanuel Mosley, whoever plays opposite of Sherman is going to get targeted a lot. Right. So I'm not surprised that there was a lot of targets going at Emmanuel Mosley, who was starting at right cornerback uh, when DeAndre Hopkins was in town. But for the most part, they it wasn't going to hurt the 49. It was his 14th catch, his final reception, the one it was a blown coverage. That's the one that really hurt him. But even though it was big numbers for him, the 49ers did a good job of corralling him. It was like, okay, get yours underneath and we'll come in and rally and tackle you. And I think he was averaging less than 10 yards per catch on, on those first 13. So I, I think outside looking in, you say, who's Emmanuel Mosley? He was an undrafted free agent a couple of years ago. He won the job. He won the job last year, won it again in camp. You have Jason Verrett who can never stay healthy, but he looked great in camp by all reports. Uh, but again, a hamstring injury, so now he's out. And then Akella Witherspoon's a third-round pick. He's tall and long and athletic. I think he doesn't play as physical as the 49ers want, but it'll be Witherspoon that jumps in there at left cornerback for Richard Sherman. And um, you start to get very thin there now at cornerback, so they, they do have some players that they like there. It's not a disaster, but depth becomes a problem. And, of course, when you lose someone as good as Richard Sherman, it's always going to hurt your defense. And, oh, yeah, George Kittle might miss a game because of his sprained knee when he was hung out to drive by a bad Jimmy Garoppolo pass and uh, Buda Baker took him out low. Um, it's it's a rough situation right now for the 49ers, so you can't go spending on wide receiver if now you have to worry about tight end and you have to worry about cornerback, and they've got some issues on the interior offensive line. So there's a lot of holes to fill right now for the 49ers. they got to get through this early stretch, and it's good for them. They get to go to New York and play the Jets and Giants back-to-back. Yeah, that's that is nice. And might this all might be water under the bridge a month from now and just weather the storm a little bit. Right. If these are short term and you get back week yeah. four or five, Sherman's back, Kittle's hundred percent again, Debo's back, and then you're rolling. Yeah. All right. Stock up, stock down, Matt. Who is stock up and stock down after one week of NFL football in two thousand twenty? Coming up on Peacock and Williamson. 
This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays, and you can see all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. So go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Let's just bounce this back and forth, Matt. Uh, we can go up. We can go down. I'll get this started. I want to... Uh, You're first on the marquee. You should go first. Yeah, I mean, my name's up first. So, you know, that, <laughs> I had no control over that. It does flow, though. It does flow with my name first, I got to mention. Let, like let's it, go like to the it. Jacksonville Jaguars. They took so much crap all offseason long. Worst team in the NFL. 32nd on every power ranking. Trading away some big-time players. We talked about Odell getting him out of some buildings in the past. And some teams thought... You know, addition by subtraction. Maybe they took out the trash in Jacksonville, right? Maybe there was just, they needed a new voice in the locker room, a new face in the locker room. It would seem that maybe that face is Gardner Minshew. He had all of one incompletion in week one. And look, live it up, Jaguars. Maybe they go 1-15, but they won in week one, right? Go celebrate. I, I'm stock up on the Jaguars. Gardner Minshew, um, he, he could play well enough that there's not going to have to be a conversation about Trevor Lawrence potentially being the next quarterback in Jacksonville. And, oh, yeah, their first-round pick, cornerback C.J. Henderson, played awesome. PFF gave him a grade of 84.2, one of the top grades from all rookies in the entire NFL. Um, to quote PFF, 10 targets went his way. Only five of those passes were caught by Colts receivers for only 58 yards, while Henderson himself caught one and broke up another Overall, uh, Rivers had a 28.3 passer rating when throwing the ball Henderson's way. So a nice debut for first-round draft pick C.J. Henderson. So stock up all around for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good one. Good one. Um, Chenault also, I think, is impressive. Another young guy. Yes. Um, real good one. They have tons of picks, obviously, going forward. And if they could... If Minshew can be their Dak Russell Wilson, and what I mean by that is mid-to-late-round quarterback starter on the cheap, they could really build something back up again. So I'm with you, big picture. I'm a little excited to bet against them, though. I bet I haven't seen the lines this week, but I <laughs> bet people are a little ahead of themselves on the Jags, possibly, right. of how good they are. I'm with so you, and we, that's why I want to. Uh, we, we can do ups. You can go back and forth between downs. It doesn't matter. We'll just uh, we'll just go through them. Whatever's on your mind. All right, my down kind of correlates with your up, Philip Rivers. Uh, I I think everyone. I've said this a lot of the off season that I don't know that rivers is an upgrade and I'm pretty sure he isn't the answer. And a lot of people are talking Colts. Like they got their quarterback. Now the rest of the roster is in place. They're a big time contender in the AFC. I don't think rivers is that player anymore. And we saw it this week and he continues to put the ball in harm's way in crucial situations. They threw the ball 46 times. They're not going to beat anyone if they throw the ball 46 times. 
You've been consistent on that, too. And I was on the bandwagon. I was all about the Colts. I almost put him in our six-pack. Glad I did not. And I, now I'm, I'm going to take a step back and reevaluate. Look, it's a small sample. It's one week. But you might have been onto something there with maybe Phillip Rivers might not be the savior there at quarterback for this current Colts team. Can I go again? Sure, yeah. Here's an up, though. Paris Campbell. I just was rough on the Colts. I loved Paris Campbell coming out of Ohio State. This guy had three different injuries as a rookie, is a phenomenal athlete. He's going to be the slot. He led the team in receptions and targets. I think the Colts, I just said some bad things about Rivers, but in the my, my son just asked me, who should I trade for in fantasy? And I'm like, boy, if you can get Jonathan Taylor, Hilton, or Campbell right now while everyone's down on them. They have an easy schedule coming up. I think they could do fantasy goodness for going forward. And that's kind of the spike rivers. So I kind of did you know, an up and a down on the Colts. I like it. And I had buried Paris Campbell. I, I just, you know, yeah. I'm out. You know, Curtis Samuel, similar. Those those tweener guys, uh, it's like, okay, well, what's the upside there? Because they're gadget. And so you have to be able to be a true base down player plus gadgets on top of it. If you're just gadget, it's not going to get it done. And True. Paris Campbell looked fast and, and he looked bigger than I remember. And uh, definitely part of that Colts offense, which is, which is the key there. And maybe more part of it now without Marlon Mack. And, you know, you can do a lot of different things with Paris Campbell. And by the way, yeah, Jonathan Taylor is another stock up I, that I don't have my, on my list for them, but with Mack going out, I mean, he's going to get everything. Yeah. Who else you got? I want to, you mentioned, LaVisca Chenault, and I just want to talk rookie wide receivers, and I was going to either have them stock up or stock down. It was something I was tracking all weekend because all offseason long, I've been preaching that, gosh, this is going to be the toughest year ever for rookie wide receivers, and I might have been way wrong on this because there was rookie wide receivers starting all around the league. There were rookie start rookie wide receivers that were part of the game plan that were putting up points. So uh, I'm going to go stock up on rookie wide receivers. Henry Ruggs starting. Brian Edwards, a big part of the offense, it looks like. Um, even though he didn't have a, a big stat line for the Raiders, Ruggs made some big plays showing off that speed. Michael Pittman on the field a lot, didn't have a big numbers. But uh, again, earning playing time for the Colts, Jalen Rager. Uh, Jerry Judy, a couple of drops, but obviously he was their number one target in that offense with Cortland Sutton out in, in his first NFL game, which is rare for a rookie, even a first rounder. And he can separate like nobody's business if, if he stops dropping the ball. Uh, huge things I expect from Jerry Judy, my rookie of the year pick. C.D. Lamb, even though he's the number three in Dallas, he was on the field almost every snap. They were just, that's their offense. 11 personnel. They're like, look, we got the receivers. Let's roll with three wide receivers every down. So that was encouraging to see if you drafted C.D. Lamb in your fantasy league because he's going to be involved even though he is the number three guy uh Quintez Cephas started for the Lions uh LaVisca Chenault with the touchdown so rookie wide receivers I don't know if it's because the college game now gets them more ready than before if if teams are better at putting rookies in or there's just not the stigma to it they're like whatever we're gonna throw our most talented players on the field and we're not gonna make rookies sit like we did in the past because the clock is churning on those cheap contracts so stock up for me on rookie wide receivers around the league that got in and, and got playing time earlier than I expected in 2020. Yeah, and there's even guys like Mims and Higgins that we haven't heard from yet that are right. very, very talented. And I'm going to leave this one out there too. Chase Claypool is going to be a star. He has been the talk of the Steeler camp. He made one big play in the game. 
he is going to be a star. The stupid Steelers just keep finding those guys. <laughs> right. The non-first-round wide receivers. I saw him out there. I was like, gosh, he he does look good. He looks legit out there in a uniform. Just, yeah. uh, just you know, the, the eyeball test. He he passed it in week one for me. I, I kind of forgot about Claypool, and I was like, oh, is he, is he going to be a tight end in the NFL? He's big and fast, man. He's a wide receiver and uh, a really nice fit there for what they have, too. Very different look than Deontay Johnson. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it'll probably allow them to move on from Juju at the end of the year when it's all said and done. What else you got? Um, another stock up. I'll keep with the rookie theme. Joe Burrow. Um, it, it, we would always be talking about this week. Is Joe Burrow, if the kicker doesn't tear his calf off his bone and they makes the chip shot field goal, the legend would have been born, the comeback. But in Bengal fashion, it didn't quite happen that way. I just thought he looked the part. I'm really excited to see him on Thursday night, watch every snap live. I think they could pull an upset in Cleveland. I like that one. Yeah, he the poise was definitely there. Uh, I thought he acted like a leader during the game and after the game. He threw the one ugly interception, which is like, what's going oh, on? Yeah. Uh, could have had a touchdown to A.J. Green, I think, but uh, a really good start. It, it, it's got to make you feel good if you're a Bengals fan because if you get a quarterback out there, uh, week one's tough for any quarterback, and he wasn't a deer in headlights, and so as advertised there for Joe Burrow, I like that one. That that Chargers pass rush was eye-opening, I bet, for him. Right, yeah, that can't be ideal either to face right. to face that pass rush in your first start. So expecting big things from Joe Burrow going forward, even though he'll take his lumps as a rookie. Okay, more stock up, stock down around the NFL after week one coming up on Peacock and Williamson. With the ever-increasing number of makes and car models, it's almost impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer? You can't even see what's going on on the screen, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. Chain stores have different price tiers, for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are always reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And they seriously have everything. Makes and models that I didn't think uh, they would have anywhere near the amount of parts for. Uh, they have you covered at rockauto.com. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com here's one matt that i'm surprised you didn't bring up i wanted to wait on this one because i thought you might take this one from me and i know you're on board with it raiders running back josh jacobs mm, uh, here's just one. here's just one stat to look we talked about it on monday's show every down back he's getting goal line carries he's getting receptions out of the backfield and you know he's the best running back on the team so he's the number one he's going to start and he's going to be in there between the 20s as well so statistics are going to follow he's a super talented player when the usage is there look out most broken tackles, according to Pro Football Focus, in week one by a lot. 12 broken tackles by Josh Jacobs, Christian McCaffrey, eight, Derrick Henry, seven, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, seven, Zeke Elliott, six. That was the top five. Elliott in fifth place. Josh Jacobs had double the broken tackles Elliott did in week one. Yeah, real good one. Can't argue that at all. 
most encouraging thing is it looks like he's going to be a big factor in the passing game. My only word of warning, they don't play Panthers every week. <laughs> that's a good point. They have like two rookies on the defensive line. Uh, and yeah, so no, that's a, that is a good point there. And and that's, that's the caveat. Cause it was, you know, this, you could look at week one around the NFL as a preseason game, a lot of hiccups for a lot of teams. It might not look the same as it did that week. And also you have to factor in opponents and such a small sample. So a lot of these, maybe you have to pump the brakes a little bit, but I, I don't care. I'm going to get excited about what I saw in one football game. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, another stock up that reminds me of the Panthers is Cam Newton, and that that correlates with Josh McDaniels and that great coaching staff changing what they do, not making somebody do the Brady routine and the Patriot way. We're gonna trade. We're gonna move things around our quarterback. Fifteen rushing attempts this week, and I thought that Cam was the entire offense, and it goes back to our original conversation. If New England could add a Robinson or a Beckham or some playmaker of some sort, it could go a long way for that team. That's a good one. Another stock up is Ron Rivera. The mm, Washington football team coming out with a big W in week one and sort of weathering the storm. And I don't know long term what it's going to look like for Rivera's Washington team and, and whatever their mascot becomes most likely next year. And they'll have a full offseason to, uh, to prep that new team name. But And I like the numbers on the side of the helmet, by the way, just the simplicity of it. But Ron Rivera was the right coach, and maybe accidentally for them, to weather this storm of what kind of screwy offseason and season they had there. And so that's, I mean, big ups to Ron Rivera for even having that team ready to play. That's great. Uh, I mean, he weathered more than a storm, a monsoon. I mean, and he had to be the face of the franchise as soon as he got there. Like, the owner didn't step up. There wasn't a team president that was, like, stepping up and handling all these things. It was the head coach. And he's trying to put a football team together and get ready for week one, and that's exactly what he did. What uh, One of my stock-ups was the Washington D-line. You know, the, so kind of goes without saying. But, guys, I mean, Chase Young's awesome. Kerrigan, Sweat. I mean, they have three great edge players. Ioannidis is a really good player. But Deron Payne and Allen, the two Alabama D tackles, are a lot better than you people think out there. This D line is awesome. So that was one of my ups, too. Some stock downs for me. Um, here's one, Jimmy Garoppolo. And this is tough for, I know there's a lot of uh, my Ooh. listeners that come over from Lockdown 49ers. And, and thank you. Shout out to you listening here as well on the national show of Peacock and Williamson. But Garoppolo did not look good. And I don't think it's a problem. But this is a team that was hashtag revenge tour all, all offseason long. And you thought they were going to come out and just be a buzzsaw for teams early in the season because they were mad and they have a chip on their shoulder. They want to get back to the Super Bowl. And then you go out in week one, you lay an egg and Garoppolo was off. He, he had multiple bad throws. I talked about the Kittle throw earlier on just a screen pass, throwing it high and hanging him out to dry. He had an opportunity, again, like in the Super Bowl, to throw a game-winning touchdown pass. And he overthrew it in the Super Bowl. He well underthrew it to Kendrick Bourne in the end zone. This time allowed Patrick Peterson to catch up and and make a play on it so uh, i don't think it's a problem necessarily going forward it's something to monitor and and he's he's never played as bad as he looked to just being inaccurate as he did in week one so is it a preseason game uh you know what, what was the problem i don't know the, unless he developed the yips and he just you know and th something's in his in his head and he's going to be like that all season long then it's a big time problem i fully expect him to bounce back and the niners have a great game next week and we all kind of forget about it but for the time being stock down one of the worst performances i've seen from jimmy garoppolo not to speak for you but i'm pretty sure both of us 
would buy Jimmy stock if it started to plummet right now. You know, that, it's right. a good, you know, if it just went down 20%, Ooh, I'm going to buy a hundred shares of Jimmy. You yeah. Know and I mean? he doesn't have his, think, he doesn't have his wide receivers. Didn't have Kittle right. at hundred percent for the second half and not an ideal situation for him. I don't expect that trend to continue. So I'm with you. I'm not sure I'm buying stock of Baker though. He's down for me. And I don't know that it's a great buying opportunity for Baker stock. And we, we, we talked about it a lot already in the show with the borough conversation and the struggles Mayfield has, but I keep going back to, I'm not sure Ch- case Keenum was brought in only as a backup. Wow. Okay. I, it's tough for me with Baker Mayfield because I liked him coming out, but there is, um, there's something about his demeanor and I don't know if he's actually like this, but he seems like the front runner type where when things get tough, he goes into a shell, but when things are going yeah. great, he'll talk smack and he's the, the toast of the town and he'll puff his chest out. Right. And in the NFL at quarterback, it's hard to have that sort of mentality because there's too many downs in the league and you have to have a short memory and you, you can't almost, you almost like, you almost can't be cool, right? And be a quarterback. You almost have to be a bit of a dork, which is what I said about Peyton Manning and what I like about uh, someone like Joe Burrow. You know, like yeah. he, he looks like my my dad, the way he tucks his his shirt into his his athletic shorts. You know, he just like, he's got a little <laughs> bit of a, a nerdy football. He just, you know, he doesn't care about all this other stuff. He just cares about ball and, and what his reads are, right? And I feel like there's, uh, just a level of something else with Baker Mayfield. And I could be wrong. And Brown Browns fans, you can at me at BD Peacock if I've got that red wrong, but there's something there. You can't be super cool and play quarterback in the NFL. If that makes sense. Uh, I think he worries what people think of him and, and he can't let that happen. Right. Or he lets people get into his dome a little bit. Right. Maybe, maybe. And he's not super talented and he doesn't see the field real well. I'm more worried about on the field than off at this point. <laughs> right. Uh, I have another down. Do you have any more? Yeah, I got a couple. Go for it. Two of them, Jets, Vikings. Not a lot of good things going around on the Jets. Now Bell's out. Darnold doesn't look good. Uh, I'm still in that camp of this could be first coach fired. Vikings, they got their doors blown off. I think they're a very average football team this year. Yep, that was my last stock down here. Adam Gase could get fired at halftime of this next game. I think the, the 49ers revenge tour that faltered in week one, I think maybe that's the slap in the face the Niners needed and they'll be extra angry in a, and going to face a really bad Jets team. Uh, I don't sense any sort of a, a comeback in the Jets. Like it's just everything seems bad coming out of there right now. So uh, my stock down is on Adam Gase, who, by the way, this is a quote from Jamal Adams after the Seahawks game. He said, quote, I'm not used to my offense scoring 38 points. And... <laughs> You know, I don't like speculating necessarily on when someone would get fired, but early odds, he has to be the first one this season, Adam Gase. That, that's that's where my money would go. Yeah, I, I think Joe Douglas has a bigger picture in mind, and it involves somebody else running his team. Right. Um, last ones I got here are real obvious. Two Hall of Famers, a, Rogers up, Brady down. And one name I really wanted to mention, too, that just I feel it gets too much heat is another first overall pick. Jared Goff, stock up. I mean, I know everyone's like, boy, he's just a product of McVay. When times are good, he doesn't get credit. When times are bad, he gets hit too hard. And times haven't been that bad. I mean, they were the seventh seed last week. It's got a big win. I'm even guilty of this, that, well, he's not real good when when he's faced a lot of pressure. But you know what? When he's not under pressure, he's like the best quarterback in the league. You know, like <laughs> he tears up people whenever he's got a little bit of time. And I think he's getting better versus pressure. So Jared Goff is better than people think. 
I like that. I like all of those a lot. Yeah, Goff got unfairly criticized, I think, last year, and he's a pretty good quarterback. And people forget how young he was coming into the league. Still, still, still a developing player, I think, in uh, in Sean McVay's offense. And yeah, I can't believe I didn't put Aaron Rodgers on the list. I'm glad you brought him up because yeah, he's you talk about a revenge tour. Maybe he's the guy that's that's got the biggest chip on his shoulder right now, slinging the ball like prime Rodgers in week one, making some of those throws that are just like wow throws that maybe a couple of guys on the planet can make, and he's still one of them, it looks like. So absolutely stock up on Aaron Rodgers. All right, good stuff. Perfect timing there. We got to get out of here, Matt. Uh, that was fun, man. I like these new segments we got going on Peacock and Williamson. Stock up, stock down. We'll do every week on Wednesdays. We might have some guests on Wednesdays as well, so have some shorter segments of stock up, stock down. But uh, I like doing that every week. I'm excited. I enjoyed the two-minute warning we did on Tuesday's show. And then, of course, tomorrow coming up is Chris Raybon of the Action Network, and he will make his six-pack of picks before we make ours Friday on the Peacock and Williamson NFL show.